Welcome to Liminal Writing, where we write and talk about the in-between spaces of that which have happened and the spaces that are yet to be done. Liminal writing is about our threshold spaces and what we've uncovered. We started in the early days of 2021 when our world was in lockdown. Inspired by Natalie Goldberg's wild mind approach, we gave ourselves these guideposts, timed writings, free flow, the use of trigger phrases, which we collected into a list which we called our inspiration bay. We said, be brave, no excuses, no editing. So here we are, our works and our stories. Thank you for joining us on Liminal Writing. Ready? All right. Yes. So today's trigger line was from a book that you, Lee, yeah. <laughs> had read. It's from the book called Good Prose, The Art of Nonfiction by Tracy Kidder and Richard Todd. Yeah. Do you want to read the line yes. uh, that we have as our... And then I'll go line? ahead with my, my writing. Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Although the truth must always be found, some facts sometimes obscure the truth. Yeah. Ooh. Lately, I've been pushed into my own process of rediscovery to look back at the truths in my life. Indeed, so many facts, the outward manifestations of my attempts at being meaningful and useful to this world have, mm -hmm. in many ways, successfully obscured the truths about my life journey. Some of these truths were obscured by my own unconscious self. Feeling unwanted, rejected, ignored, insulted, being put down, minimized from the womb to the early years of also disrupted innocence was masked so well by being the genius child, mm -hmm. the orator in school, the reader in church, Mm. Whilst at home being the perfectly quiet creature that never demanded for much, mm. that played the very opposite of an attention-seeking child's game. Yeah. What truths do I still need to find and what truths are hiding these from me? I think there are so many more wounds and unacknowledged pain that I had responded to with numbness and disassociation. For that is or was what I had learned to adopt in order to survive all from an early age and cemented as a coping mechanism in my growing years. Mm. And I turned to some poetry. Mm. I peel off skin upon skin, layer after layer, like a large violet onion made solid in the thickness of its existence, every mm. peeling of skin revealing a yet another layer sometimes bruised, sometimes oozing with cramped juices, always making me shed tears. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's mine. <clears throat> Although the truth must always be found, some facts sometimes obscure the truth. There are truths that are outward 
I'll repeat. <laughs> there are truths <laughs> that are outrightly living in the open. The color of one's skin, the liveliness of one's stride, and the softness of one's voice at the close of day. And then there are truths that lay throbbing in the deep of one's being. That the color of one's skin causes others scorn and hate. That my stride becomes a flight for safety as others try to rub me out. And my voice is drowned by others erasing a life that blooms inside. And that's it. <laughs> nice. I huh. like how you were combining both the prose and poetry uh, in one. The image that you have about the use of the onion, the, the use of the onion as a way to give the listener an idea of what that's like of yes, being peeled away and being squeezed out of the juices that are vital to mm -hmm. you that creates that magical color of the magenta, the mm -hmm. violet uh, in the onion. And then what happens to it as it lays there after being squeezed out and diminished. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but also you... You know how when I was writing it, I was also reminded, or it was very clear in in my mind how how the onion feels. You know how mm -hmm. when it's really, really big and thick, it's yeah. like solid. It's so solid, well, right? And heavy. It it's feels like heavy. Weight. It's like weight. yeah. It's when you hold it, it's really just so solid. Yeah. But then you peel away layers. Yeah. And then, and then it becomes this kind of just, just softer, flimsier pieces. Mm. Of it. And even one, even the, especially the outer ones, right? Even one layer of it, you can actually disintegrate it into layers, like like smaller skins, almost out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's just that. When I was writing too, I was like, how, especially the the early part and the prose part, where we look at people sometimes, and and this has been written of a lot, how mm -hmm. the most cheerful ones in the room are sometimes the one whose troubles run deep. Yeah, who bears the most sorrow. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. or those who cheer others are mm -hmm. actually the most can be the ones who kind of need the cheering up inside, but yeah. they wanna, there's their way to kind of cope with that because, yeah, they know how it feels to be in darkness. So they mm. kind of, and, and I kind of was like that, even at work here when I first came to the UK. Yeah. And I, in the winter, I would wear these maxi dresses that would have the Asian prints that are really kind of, colorful yeah. and I would wear winter coats above it but when I get to the office I'd take it off and I'd be this colorful cheery person in the corridor just kind of saying cheery good morning to everyone yeah but I was going through depression too in a way 
because of so many things like you know just deep issues I got or or not depression but this kind of there's a lot of yeah the, the inner wounds that I needed to heal that mm. are just getting their space now 10 years later I guess that's what how this struck me mm. that there's some some of it we see as facts which are the, as I said the outward manifestation of who we yeah. but they obscure the truth that's inside us which is a being there that's wounded and wants with that space to heal so yeah that's how it was for me anyway for you how what was it like um how was the experience so I it, it took me a long time like what we had said uh earlier on like in normally we normally time ourselves as 10. Yeah, and 10. For, you, for both you and I, we took we longer. wanted more time, yeah. Because I spent a considerable amount of time just rereading the trigger line and then trying to find how I would best express it as the way it is right now. And when I say is mm-hmm. it, it is, so meaning how it affects both myself and my community, so like the queer community, right? right? right. So that's how mm-hmm. I was writing this. So both, you know, a part of myself and as well as how others have felt. I don't know. I was really very much drawn to it. And I feel that if we come back to this, we can write in Agreed. a different way and a different lens to it. But I think we me, should. Is, Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. This is where it landed for me right now that your truths, mm. um, the truths that are visible to others that brings you joy also causes others to feel differently from how you feel, right? Yeah. And then probably there's a tendency, I don't know why it is now in our world that instead of celebrating the differences, there's a tendency to we need to be, everybody needs to be uniform or you need to be mm-hmm. like me, kind of, right? Yeah. Instead of, oh my God, look at you. You know, you're so different. Accelerate your uniqueness. Yeah, and together, this is what we learn from each other. So this is I where think, it lands for me. I think, isn't it because when you are different, when you come out a bit different it can cause discomfort for others it causes Mm -hmm. discomfort and sometimes it is because they actually might deep inside also want to have that expression of their individuality and uniqueness but they're scared of it yes sometimes when someone then breaks out of that norm and becomes this something that they can't box in or doesn't fit into whatever image of, of, of normality or what should be for them. There, yeah. It triggers discomfort. Yes, very much so. I don't know why, if it's in the way that we're educated, at least in the Western way that mm. we're educated, that if you're different, then mm. there's always a path for you, which is... a bit more rockier than others. Right. But maybe it is a system because the school actually tries to churn out everybody 
at this, like, you know. Yeah, it's easier to control and put order in a system when everyone is predictable and you're able to kind of box them in. Yes. And, you know, like for you, I admire the fact that you've been been able to be clear Mm -hmm. about your preference, your identity, which is which is not within you know it it's it's out of the box in a sense right so yeah that's what it challenges yeah though the unique thing for both of us too is that we've been in spaces wherein it has allowed for us to be creative for us to be unique for us to be celebrated right because i can't imagine to be living my life as like an accountant because I'm not predicated to do to think that that way, right? But then I do realize in our world, there's always spaces for all of us, right? 